of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you. Hey, remember, we've got a live video chat and stream going right now. You can watch all of the inner machinations. I've got to be honest with you, it's not really that exciting, but nevertheless, it's one of your options how you can enjoy this program, Wendy Bell Radio Network, if you are new to the show. If you'd like to listen to us at a different time, remember, we have a podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Lots to talk about today, my friends. We've got a third house vote at some point. I'm going to go with uh, this morning. It's got to be because nothing happens quickly and they need at least 12 hours to sit there and do nothing. Right. So we're going to monitor that. We're also checking out what's going on in the Middle East. We're seeing what's going on with Joe Biden. Some dazzling sound from him yesterday as he stands up to represent the strength and the unity of the American people. That was fake news. We're also covering some stuff that I don't think is really making a lot of headway out there. Not a lot of headlines on it. And we're going to tell you why that is and why we need to focus on that as well. No matter why you're here, we're delighted you are. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Amen. It's kind of hard to know where to go. What should we start with? Should we start with the insurrection at the Capitol yesterday? You know, where people, mobs of people, 300 arrested as a pro-Hamas, anti-Israel mob just decided to invade the Capitol building. You know, it seems so familiar, except they weren't carrying American flags like the people on January 6th were. They weren't draped in red, white, and blue everything, they were all about Palestine. That's, that's their message. That is their mission. That's the one thing that matters to these folks. Right now, and outside was Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib spreading fake news, perpetrating wartime propaganda unabashedly, and when called out on it, decided to run away from reporters and escape into a waiting car that whisked her off, right? Is that the story? How about all the how about all of the the insurgencies going on around the world? Did you see them? Sweden, firebombs in Germany, cars exploding, 
it's almost like this madness and this mayhem is necessary to justify yet another money suck of the American piggy bank as Joe Biden implores us all. Look, this is what we do. This is the United States of America. Well, why don't you look here, you know? There is a a Palestine, Texas. There's an East Palestine, Ohio. There is a Maui that has gotten a big fat zero from these warmongers who are so desperate to send your sons and daughters into battle. But that's not even the big story. Because while all this was going on, as Joe Biden decided to insert himself as a feeble old man in front of the world, the physical embodiment of American weakness, a man who walks like a robot, he falls down all the time, has no idea where he's going, can't finish a thought. It isn't funny. It is embarrassing. It is a tragic tragic display of degeneration for all to see as people are getting relentlessly killed and congress continues to mull over oh my gosh we we've got to get a speaker choose somebody fast okay so it's not going to be jim jordan well really why wouldn't it be jim jordan we need to examine the people who are not voting for jim jordan and we're going to go after mike kelly uh, Mr. Congressman, hopefully you or your constituents are listening because we're going to we're going to talk about you here in a minute because you're not listening. Yo, you're not hearing our Congress is not hearing what we are saying. But the, this is the story I want you to think about today. China and Russia yesterday, as Joe Biden was in Tel Aviv. Flubbing everything he was trying to say. Putin and Xi. were embracing each other. Dear, long friends, 42nd time in the last 10 years these two have gotten together. There is a unifying, a new world order that these two countries are working together to create as the United States, which used to be the preeminent global everything has in just about three years become a figment of its former self. We are weak, we are woke, we are broke, and the whole world sees it. So as Joe Biden is making restrictions, his administration, making it harder for you to live, harder for businesses to innovate, harder for truckers to get from point A to point B, harder for car manufacturers to live up to the never-ending changing regulations as the goalposts constantly move to create new money laundering opportunities under this whole green climate initiative nonsense. We have two world powers, China and Russia, forming an alliance under the Belt and Road Initiative in which China, since 2013, has been creating an infrastructure system across 140 countries to become the dominant, the dominant capitalist economy. They will own the supply chain. They will own 
all of the factories. They will own the technological invention. They will own the intellectual property. And Russia is standing right next to it. Hey, China, you acknowledge our sovereignty and we will acknowledge yours. And together, we will push forth an alternate world order that is based on supply and demand and also merciless rule. Because that's what it's going to be. This is what China does when it goes into Cuba and says, hey, Cuba, you know what? You're 100 miles off the coast of Florida. We know that you're having some major financial issues. Here's what we want to do. We're going to help you. We're going to build some infrastructure that your, your country sadly needs, right? And you cannot do. We're going to do that for you. But you're going to allow us to build an electronic eavesdropping facility so we can spy on the United States. Cuba says, fantastic. Let's go. And that is exactly what's been going on for the last 10 years. As we've been talking about pronouns and whether trans men have periods and need tampon dispensers in college bathrooms, we have China and Russia getting together and doing the work to rise to preeminent power. Joe Biden says, don't worry about that. He's not even talking about that. We need more money. Money, 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 money. We need more wars. We started wars in Iraq, in Afghanistan. We've started wars in Libya. We've been all over the Middle East. We've got our fingers all over the Ukraine, now meddling in Israel. It's not about justice. It's not about human rights. It's not about anything other than getting rich. And your military sons and daughters will have to pay the price. They'll just be the collateral. But you know... It is what needs to happen. That's a scary notion, ladies and gentlemen. And that is where we are. So do pay attention today to these squabbles, yes, in Congress. It's important to hear what people are saying, the coverage of it, the propaganda, the 24-hour rumor mill slash propaganda slash total fake news machine, which is parroted by United States Congresswomen. It is parroted by the president. All the while you're left wondering, now exactly whom can I trust? Well, you can trust us. That is a promise. And we're going to dig into all of these issues for you today. But remember, take your eyes off the ball for a minute. Other countries are doing the things that we used to do. Investigate, investing in our people our technology, our oil, our gas, our energy, our innovation, our students. There is no more mistaking what's going on here. The mission is to destroy America from within and with open borders bringing in the worst kinds of people. All of them? No. A lot of them? Yes. It is purposeful. It is calculated. And it's going to take one hell of a movement from people like you and like us to stop it in its tracks. That is the story of today. That is it. And we will unravel all of it for you in the next two hours, three hours. All right, don't go anywhere. Mike Kelly, Pennsylvania congressman, thinks he's cute. His constituents don't. <laughs> 
Hey, Mike, wake up because I'm coming for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Congressman Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania voted yesterday instead of Jim Jordan for John Boehner. What a hack. Do you think that's funny, Mike? Grow up. You're a 75-year-old man. I guarantee you you're going to be retiring. You should be retiring. Move along, bro. Let's talk about Mike Kelly. Let's talk about his district. Let's talk about who he's not paying attention to. So he represents a northwestern side, north, yes, northwestern slice of western Pennsylvania. All right? His district is the 16th congressional in Pennsylvania. He represents Butler, Crawford, Erie, Lawrence, Mercer, and Venango counties. Now, you don't have to live in Pennsylvania like we do to pay attention and want to know why this is important. For Mike Kelly on two consecutive votes now to vote contrary to who Donald Trump endorsed, Jim Jordan, but to go further and to suggest John Boehner? Why didn't you just suggest Mitt Romney? Or Adam Kinzinger? Or why not resuscitate Liz Cheney, Mike? You hack. In 2020, Butler County, Pennsylvania voted for Trump 65.6%. Crawford County voted for Trump 68%. Erie, the only county in his district where Trump lost, and he only lost by 1%, if you believe it. Lawrence County, Trump 64%. Mercer County, Trump, 62%. Venango County, Trump, 70%. Now, there are 246,000 people in Mike Kelly's 16th, excuse me, yeah, 16th Congressional District. The lion's share of them overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump. Who are you, Mike? Who are you? Are you going to be like others who are like, I just got to vote my conscience. I've got to vote my conscience. I got to do what I think is right. I think you are getting something out of this because you're not voting the way the people who voted for you want you to vote. So what gives? Let's talk about his Liberty Score. LibertyScore.conservativereview.com. This is the greatest way for each of us to stay completely in tune with how our elected representatives are voting. See, they can go out on the stump and they can say, oh, I'm for Donald Trump. Anytime Donald Trump was in Pittsburgh or the surrounding areas as he was running for a re-election, there was Mike Kelly, proud to stand there. Let me get up on the podium. Let me talk to people out there. Nobody cared what you said, dude. They were there for the main event, the authentic event. Because what you're saying And how you're voting are not adding up. Let's see your Liberty score, Mike. D, 67%. That means 32.7% of the time you're voting with liberals. What? You're voting with liberals. Let's see some of the most recent votes. There was a vote just in March. Ending federal control of local schools. Mike Kelly said no to that. How do you guys feel? Personally, I'm looking at how government is doing. I'm looking how state school or state-funded schools are doing. Public institutions are doing. They suck. Vis-a-vis your parochial schools. Vis-a-vis charter schools or 
kids who are homeschooled. I'm thinking that there's a problem there. If we want to fix the problem, get the hell out of our schools. No, Mike Kelly wants federal control of local schools to continue. Mike Kelly also voted to pass the $817 billion defense spending bill without defunding the military vaccine mandates. Really? How do you like that now, Mike? He also voted to fund the war in Ukraine through the end of Joe Biden's first term with a $40 billion extra in aid. And that's just getting started because it goes on. He decided to bail out the post office and stick Medicare with the bill. Absolutely, he said. He decided to vote yes to sign women up for the draft in the National Defense Authorization Act. Sounds like a great idea, right? Uh, When it was a vote to repeal the authorization for the use of military force against Iraq, he voted against that. No, I think we should have troops there in perpetuity because that makes sense. We might not. We might want to gin up another war. He voted in 2019 to pass a 19 billion dollar spending bill without funding a single dollar of border wall construction. Hey, thanks, Mike. Good job. Good job. How about also in 2019? Reduce accountability in Congress by making federal pay mandatory spending. Absolutely, said Mike. Come on. Mike Kelly, what are you doing? Well, how about this? He also voted to squash debate on U.S. involvement in foreign wars. He voted to pass a $900 billion farm bill chock full of socialist policies. And he also passed a bill that will lead to continued nation building because, you know, our meddling all around the world sure does pay off, particularly when we can tick off enough people and get them to fight. Right. Let us come to your aid. We're going to help both Israel and Palestine. We're going to help Ukraine and we're going to shaft America. Is that what you're for, Congressman Mike Kelly, who thinks it's appropriate when we need a Speaker of the House and Jim Jordan clearly is the conservative to do the job. What does he scare you for? Why, why, Mike? What are you worried about? Who got to you? And how dare you call yourself a Republican? D, I give you an F, Congressman. Failure is what I call it. You can do this too, my friends. Check out who your representatives are. Check out how they vote. Is it according to your values? So Joe Biden says he wants $100 billion more. He wants $60 billion for Ukraine and $40 billion for Israel. And oh, by the way, there's that back door. It's another $100 million. We're going to give that to to Palestine. Great for the Gazans. Great. Let's give those to a million refugees trying to figure out how the hell to leave a war zone that we freaking created. You think I'm fussy now? I'm only on one cup of coffee. We'll be back right after this on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, 7.6 million of us in this country, ladies and gentlemen, as of the most recent census, are Jews. The Jewish community is a huge part of the fabric of this country. Think about who owns the media, who owns Hollywood. Right. And who gives so much to higher education? 
how many Jews are involved in justice, in law, entrepreneurs, business owners, wildly successful people who I believe are are waking up to a reality that a lot of them have been played. That there's been a kumbaya-ing out in public, but behind closed doors, there's something dark and dirty going on. And they find themselves in the crosshairs. How scary. Some colleges are now offering Jewish students from, say, Columbia, NYU, Harvard, Penn. Hey, if, if you feel persecuted and in danger on your college campus, come to us. Can you imagine saying that? Feeling that way? This is where we are. It's insanity. Because I think beyond whatever your views are and whether or not you have a horse in the race, and I don't. My view is based on common sense and decency and humanity and fewer people dying. I mean, that's just it. Can we not unite on the idea that babies ought not be decapitated? There was a story about at that music festival that the Hamas paraglider freaks flew in and terrorized and gunned down and torched and shot in the porta potties and hunted down like animals. There was a, a man and his 16-year-old daughter who was in a wheelchair. And I guarantee you, this is something those two had talked about, that music festival, that she had looked forward to, and so did he. Quality time with my daughter. And their bodies were just found among the quote-unquote 150 hostages added to the list of those killed by terrorists. Can we not agree full stop? No matter what your religion, no matter what your view is of a region or whatever the reasons are people fight? That life matters? Like, no, no we can't. I find that disgraceful. This headline from the Daily Caller, so now Joe Biden wants $100 billion. And, and we need to listen to the voices who are, who are trying to push us over, get us into the end zone. Well, Jim Jordan clearly, clearly doesn't have the mustard to make it happen. Can't get it over home plate, right? Well, we're going to pay close attention to the voices voting against him. Why they may have their own reasons and why that reason happens to be money. Shocking. But they're going to want to rush. People are dying. We need to hurry up. The Republicans need to get their act together. It's so embarrassing. No, see, this is exactly what has to happen. And it has to happen as long as it takes. If it takes 15 votes, I don't care. Do you not see, and I'm not speaking this to you, because I'm pretty sure you do, but these voices out there who want us to, to quickly resolve this situation, just put, just put the guy, the pro tem guy in there. I'm sure he's going to be fine. He's a hack. He's a Kevin McCarthy, Scalise, acolyte. How does taking off one person and putting in his understudy change your script, change the drama, or change the outcome? It doesn't. And it has to be very, very cushy for a lot of folks in Congress who are willing to go along with Democrats 
to continue sinking this country. Stop spending our money. It's very basic. And stop using emotional excuses. Remember, this is the whole push about COVID, too. It's for the greater good. Don't do it for you. Do it for people you love. Your child could come home and kill grandma. Right? It's the same sort of, there are children and people suffering and we have to go help. Well, I'm very curious then why the United States was the only no vote this week. At a UN Security Council meeting on humanitarian aid and ceasefire operations in Gaza. Why would we say no to that? Russia and the UK abstained. The other members said yes. And the United States sunk it. Why? Because we must really like us some wars, right? Trump didn't. Everybody else really likes wars. All of the 1960s hippies who protested Vietnam seem to have grown into these 70-year-old washed up liberal disasters who are pro-war go fight right and they're spawn the young college educated women right in the suburbs who are making everything miserable for people war a hundred million dollars biden wants in aid to gaza so so we're going to fund Israel. We're going to keep funding your Iron Dome missile defense system, right? We're going to pay for all the stuff that you need. And we're going to help out the people where Hamas is hunkered down and has infiltrated, right? And is, is in charge of the Gaza Strip. Fantastic. So we're going to fund both sides of a war. And you guys at home, don't ask questions about it. It's what needs to be done. It's for the greater good. Mm. And this... Measure, by the way, that Joe Biden floated yesterday, $100 million in aid to Gaza, comes after Hamas told the first round of aid. So what do, how are you going to how are you going to reliably confirm and prove to the American people who are the bankrollers of all things that suck? No, no, your money is going to the right places. It's going where it needs to go. Hey, Lahaina's on the phone. They want to tell you the truth about that because they ain't seeing nothing. President Joe Biden announcing Wednesday U.S. will spend 100 He says the U.S. will. We will. Really? Send $100 million in aid to the West Bank and to Gaza just days after the terrorist organization Hamas stole the humanitarian supplies. This is dumb. This is like going back to your, your spouse after they've cheated on you. I'll never do it again. I promise. Okay. Okay, I only did it one more time. Well, okay. What are you doing? Well, of course, we know what they're doing. It's money, 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 money. Biden, during his visit to Israel to meet with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, reaffirmed the United States' commitment to the country while they are at war with Hamas. Excuse me. The aid package announced by Biden comes after the U.N. organization reported that its fuel and its medical supplies meant for Palestinian refugees were reportedly stolen by Hamas. This is according to the Times of Israel. Did that happen or not? I don't know. Do you trust the Times of Israel? I don't know. Question everything. Today, I'm announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding. for. It's almost like it's already a done deal. I didn't vote for that. I don't vote for a never-ending funding of Ukraine. Where'd all that money go, by the way? Shh, don't 
Let me be clear, Joe Biden says. If Hamas delivers or diverts or steals the assistance, they will have demonstrated once again that they have no concern for the welfare of the Palestinian people. They don't. Duh. So this brings us to this ABC News report. I want you to hear this. Talking about this quid pro quo that apparently has been agreed to. Israel stops the airstrikes to let aid into Gaza. Egypt says it will let foreign passport holders, i.e. Americans, who America has done nothing to help get out. Unless, you know, Corey Mills has gotten them. He's the only one who seems to be doing anything. Out of there. I want you to hear the reports. I want you to hear what they've what they've apparently agreed to before we open up the next door. Well, what we just heard from President Biden is that uh, there has been an agreement reached, at least tentatively, uh, by Israel and Egypt to allow that border uh, to be open. On Israel's part, that would entail allowing aid to go into Gaza and presumably would entail Israel stopping the airstrikes that have pummeled the southern part of Gaza near the Egyptian border uh, since this terrorist attack was carried out. Uh, That is something that we've seen over and over again. And what the Egyptians have said is that they cannot get aid into Gaza if two things happen. One, if those Israeli airstrikes continue. And two, if Israel continues to say that they will not be allowed in. What we heard President Biden say is that there has been an agreement reached to allow that aid to go into Gaza. We know there is a logjam of aid at the border. Nearly 3,000 tons of aid supplies have built up on the Egyptian side, everything from blankets to medicine to non-perishable goods and food. That is all being wait to be sent in. The Egyptians have said that they're not going to send that in unless the airstrike stops. So that is what President Biden said, that an agreement has been reached. Exactly how that plays out, when the border will be open, how long it will be open for, and crucially, will foreign passport holders, those American citizens that are in uh, the Gaza side, are on the Gaza side of that border, Egypt has said they're not going to allow foreign passport holders to come out unless the aid goes in. It's a quid pro quo. A quid pro quo. A prid quo, Joe. So tell us, ladies and gentlemen, if we're so interested in getting this aid in, which is going to cost us $100 million, in addition to the $100 billion we're going to use to fund Ukraine more and Israel, why did the um, U.S. yesterday or earlier this week, veto a Security Council resolution to basically stop the war from being stopped. Wait a minute. We all have a vested interest here in life, yes? Then why would the U.S. vote against a ceasefire? Why would the U.S. do that? The United States, this is from the U.N. Take it for what it's worth. The United States on Wednesday, so yesterday, vetoed a U.N. Security Council resolution that would have called for, quote, humanitarian pauses to deliver life-saving aid to millions in Gaza. The failure by the council to make its first public intervention on the Israel-Gaza crisis followed the rejection of a Russian-backed draft Monday night. So all these, these countries... Are saying, you know what? Yes, let's vote for this ceasefire. Let's say, hey, let's calm things down. Let's get that aid into the innocents who need it. And then you guys can continue to bomb the liver out of each other. U.S. says no. We want it to continue. As at the same time, the president, echoed by ABC News, is saying, we need to get this aid in. $100 million. Let's go, America. Well, do those two things equal each other to you, my friends? You can't say we need aid and then vote down 
a calling of a ceasefire to get the aid in. This is your war machine. This is the United States. This is their play. War, war, war. Get people ginned up, put out the propaganda, the pictures, the heartache. Tap into their savings. This is what you do. This is how it goes. Just so you know. You know, why did he go to Israel? Well, Joe Biden says yesterday, impromptu, on Air Force One, talks to the press. Oh boy, it didn't go well, friends. It did not go well at all, and you need to hear it. And you will next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, we're going to find you that audio. I, I want to play this audio for you. And I was remiss this morning and forwarding the link to Brock. So hopefully in the top of the hour break, we'll scramble and get that for you. I want you to hear. I want you to hear Joe Biden. I want you to hear him. I want you to see his. You can see his face in your in your mind if you're listening to this program. He looks so old. And he uses the one thing that he uses always and has throughout his 50 years of failure in the Beltway. And it's tragedy. He's asked by reporters, and it appears as though he is standing kind of in this hallway between the gallery of press who sit in one section of Air Force One and where he and others, his advisors, would sit probably closer towards the front of the aircraft. And he's standing there, and he looks like somebody's old grandpa. Because he is! And a reporter ostensibly has asked him the setup question, right? Why did you think it was so important for you to come here? Why is it so important for you, even though your original trip was supposed to include a visit to Jordan to meet with the Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and also King Abdullah and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, right? to talk about this humanitarian aid to Gaza, they pulled the plug on you. They said, no, we don't want to meet. Why is it so important for you to be here, Mr. President? We can see the care and the concern in your eyes. And he goes off on this dreamscape where he knows, friends, he knows what the Israelis are feeling because he has suffered loss too. I'm like, dude, this is not your time to insert yourself and anything that's happened in your private life into this absolute horror, a barbaric savagery that I don't think any of us could possibly even think about wrapping our minds around. And Joe Biden's like, "Ah, I understand loss. And I felt like I needed to be here because sometimes... People just need hope. And if I can be that hope, then that's what I'll be. And I'm like, man, nobody wants your hope. You're a fraud. You used your wife and your daughter to launch your political career. You used your little boys as your photo op backdrop to take your oath as Delaware senator. And you used Hunter clearly a problem you put him in your your crime family operations and gave him unfettered access to prostitutes and to a never-ending supply of drugs it's a wonder he's not dead too but because you lost Bo, and you're gonna lie and say it happened in iraq and it didn't 
And we all know it didn't. Except you don't know it didn't. You're going to say this gives you a connection with the Israelis. I ask myself this question, and I think it's valid. I believe that Obama and the puppeteers behind the curtains who are pulling the strings that Joe moves to purposefully are putting him in positions like this to show his weakness, to show how feeble he is. Because destroying America by bankrupting we the people is only one part of the strategy. Having us running around in circles, chasing our tales of woke, of equal and inclusion of diversity, of all these noble things, that's part of the strategy. But knocking us off as the world power destroying the value of the dollar and eliminating us from the history books forever. That is part of this new global liberal world order. You falling in line, you acting as the clone trooper, accepting the scraps, Acquiescing to every request as the rich get richer and more powerful. Now, whose new world order do you find more repugnant? This one that we're going through, clearly at the behest of the World Economic Forum and all of its disgusting machinations, and all of those flights that our U.S. congressmen and women take on our dime to go to Davos to hobnob with the scummiest and the richest out there who fly in their private jets and implore you to drive an electric car or that of Russia and China. Is that even scary that I'm asking you that question? Because that is where we are. But make sure you get into the infighting regarding the House Speaker vote. It's a great smokescreen, ladies and gentlemen. All right, when we come back, it's not an insurrection if, of course, it's something that the left supports, if it's something that the Uniparty supports. And yesterday, what happened in the U.S. Capitol, where hundreds of people were arrested, where a police officer was assaulted, where property was damaged, where the walls of the building were sprayed with graffiti, where a U.S. Congresswoman took a microphone and spread disgusting, disproven propaganda, that's okay. That's akin to a Black Lives Matter, mostly peaceful protest. Oh, yeah, it leaves carnage in its wake, but we kind of agree with it. Now, if you're a conservative, lock them up. Let's see what happened. Let's listen to the headlines, and then you decide. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Radio. 